the drama kick, the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, let the drama kick die. Let the drama kick, 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 let the drama kick die. Welcome back to another edition of the Mental Dice Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, along with my co-host, Coach and Phil. And we have a guest picker, our fantasy league commissioner, Mr. Commissioner. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How about you guys? We're doing very well. We have unveiled our new uh, immersive experience. Everyone in chairs, really, really good chairs. Behringer looks really, really short. Oh, it's been a rough day. <laughs> Something's up with him there. But uh, we are back for another episode of the Mental Dice Podcast. We have some great topics to discuss this week, and let's just kick it right off here. Let's let's take a look at those two games in the SEC. They were the two biggest games of the weekend, Alabama, Ole Miss, and then Georgia and Arkansas. Both ended up being horrendous blowouts. Georgia shutting out Arkansas 37-0. Alabama walloping Ole Miss 42-21. A lot of those points for Ole Miss coming in garbage time they're late so just real quick what are the takeaways from this these two games what do we see out of georgia alabama what do we maybe see or did not see out of arkansas and old miss phil you're the matt corral guy here you're the old miss lane kiffin guy how do you feel now well i'm think you know kiffin's probably somewhere still making his popcorn uh corral was i mean he was 21 for 29 i mean he can't do it all by himself, but Bama's just that good. I mean, they're the best team in the country. Georgia plays good without their so-called starting quarterback. I think there's going to be a little controversy there. Who's going to start? I mean, after you beat a team by 30 in the SEC, who's going to play against Auburn this week? It's a big question for them. But those teams are just that much better than everybody else in the country right now, I think. Yeah, they both – both Alabama and Georgia looked pretty dominant. I was a little down on Georgia coming into the year. I have been – convinced pretty easily that they are a very contending team out of the SEC along with Alabama. And you have a couple of teams there, you know, A&M has been completely dead. They're dead in the water. They're going to be dead in the water this weekend. So there's not really them to look forward to anymore. Ole Miss, obviously we thought there was something there, but it's, that was uh, two shocking, two shocking occurrences that we saw to those two teams. And, and uh, it was not, not what we expected. Like you said, uh, your guy, Matt Crowell, did play pretty well. But um, real quick, though, Phil, is the Heisman hype kind of down on him now, or do you still think he has a chance? No, nah, it's still good. He'll put up big numbers against Arkansas this week. Kiffin will have the popcorn going for him. It's going to be okay. I bet. Coach, what were your thoughts on the Alabama and Georgia games? Um, I think everybody wants Georgia to be bad just because you want the guys on top to lose. And so you're always trying to find some way to downgrade them. But the bottom line is they're obviously pretty good. The other thing you don't realize is how good is these teams that they're playing? I mean, we won't assume Arkansas is a good team, but who has Arkansas beat? Arkansas beat Texas, who obviously might be a flop. They beat A&M, who looking like a flop. Um, Georgia's beating Clemson, who's looking like a flop. So you keep asking yourself, are they beating good teams? Or are they just on another planet? And, and I'm not sure who's going to be able to compete with Georgia and Alabama. Um, I think based on the showing they put up this last weekend, they're obviously on another planet compared to everybody else in the country. 
you know, I think two very solid points here. Both teams just looking absolutely dominant. And the team, another team that did look very, very good again, they are rolling right now. Michigan, 5-0. and They look they look good. It's a very tough Big Ten. They haven't played the gauntlet yet of the conference. They're in a tough division there. But, Phil, we'll go back to you on that one. Are they real? Is this a real team to watch now in the Big Ten? They have some very competitive teams along with them out of that conference. But do you think – 5-0 and under Harbaugh in a year that was probably the biggest deciding factor in his contract in his tenure. Uh, do you think the Wolverines are a legit team? Well, I, I think Harbaugh definitely probably saved his job at this point for the year. But, you know, like you said, they got Penn State coming up. They got Ohio State coming up. They got Michigan State coming up. Where Their, their real tests are, are coming up. So, I mean, they're 5-0. and They are a good football team. Don't get me wrong there. But, I, I mean, I see them losing at least one, maybe two of those games down the stretch at the end of the year, but they are a much improved Michigan football team. I think it's probably headed in the right direction for the first time, you know, for the last couple of years, we, I mean, that program was headed in a bad, bad place. I mean, real bad, but you know, he's turned it around. I think I was reading a little article today, but he got a lot younger coaches who can relate to the players better. Uh, Harbaugh kind of had an old, older staff and, you know, that has a lot to do with it. We don't relate to those guys. I can't talk, but Michigan is headed in the right direction. They're headed in the right direction. Like you said, they have some tough teams. They still are yet to play. They have to go to East Lansing, play Michigan State, who right now is undefeated. That's at the end of October. They get to go to State College and play Penn State. They get to host Ohio State, of course, at the end of the season. This weekend, they're on the road at Nebraska. That's Saturday Night Football. So that's a decent test. But their next two games, very winnable at Nebraska, home against Northwestern. And then you get into a a difficult stretch there, even the Indiana game at home in November, the road game against Maryland at the end of November before Ohio State. So they have some tough teams they have left to play out of the Big Ten. It's going to be a real test to see if they are a legitimate team uh, because they're going to be having to play a lot of contenders, not just for conference titles, but also Penn State is a national title contender. Ohio State is still a very difficult team to play. They are still contending for a spot in the playoff. So there are some good teams still left on that schedule for Michigan. And then Coach, a team that we wish Michigan would have played this year. It's a rivalry that should be playing every year, but they didn't. Notre Dame and Cincinnati played this weekend, and Cincinnati knocked them off. Cincinnati did pretty pretty good. They beat up Notre Dame pretty good there in South Bend. I just saw they earned a $1.2 million paycheck to go play there, and Cincinnati shocked a lot of people and beat Notre Dame in South Bend, and now they're, they're root to the CFP is pretty open with Oregon losing to Stanford. What do you think about the Bearcats? Um, I think it's theirs to lose, which if you're Cincinnati, that's all you can ask for. Um, being able to control your own destinies, especially for a team in the American Conference, is, is very beneficial to yourself. Um, their, con- their conference is really weak this year, especially with Gus Malzahn fixing to ruin UCF. Um, American- American's really bad. I mean, that's the bottom line to it. But if Cincy can run the table – I think they deserve a spot over Oregon in the college football playoffs. The thing that's going to come down to it, though, is that Big Ten East division has so many good teams. You got Penn State and Michigan both in the eastern side, and you got Iowa in the other side of the division. So it wouldn't shock me if you had an Alabama, Georgia, and then you had two big team, two Big Ten teams in the playoffs. That's going to be the problem, I feel like, for Cincinnati. But I feel like they've shown that they deserve to be there. Uh, personally, I kind of hope they do just because they're you always want that underdog to have a shot. This is that good year. You wish they was 12 teams, a 12 team playoff. So you could see cool magic happen. 
But yeah. it's theirs to lose. I think if they went out, I think it's theirs. I think you're right. It is theirs to lose. That Oregon loss to Stanford immediately opened the door. The win helped against Notre Dame, but then Oregon losing on the same day in the Pac-12 does a bad lot. loss for Oregon. Yeah, that's bad a bad loss. loss. After this week, they'll be in the top four, right? Penn State out. Somebody's got to lose that game, and then Cincinnati jumps in. Now, can they stay there? I mean, I guess that's the question. I would imagine so. I would imagine so because Oklahoma plays Texas this week in Red River. That's yep. a good one, but I don't think it's good enough for Oklahoma to jump anyone. The loser, the Iowa-Penn State game will not be jumped by Oklahoma. And then Cincinnati, I think you would have to just move them up, even though they're only playing Temple this weekend. They'd still be undefeated at 6-0, and or I'm sorry, 5-0. and I think you would have to move them up into the top four. Yeah, good point there, Maynard, uh, catching that one. And that's a good that's a good thing to say there, Behringer. It is theirs to lose. You have – Two really good SEC teams that right now more than likely will go into the SEC championship undefeated, Georgia and Alabama. They do not play each other. They're going to play each other in the championship game unless someone comes out of one of those two divisions. Auburn, maybe. Auburn, maybe. So you have those two SEC schools, and the loser – It's that not was, Auburn. Is, yeah, yeah, maybe Auburn. Maybe. But when you look at those two teams, they both look like they will be in the playoff regardless of who loses – the championship game and the, at the end of the season. And then on top of that, you do have multiple contenders at the big 10. Your PAC 12 is, I see Oregon losing at least one more time, just because the PAC 12 likes to do it to itself where it beats itself up, beats up the contender early. And I didn't think Oregon was going to lose that Stanford game, but I had a feeling they'd lose at least one. And then the big 12, we really don't know. Oklahoma still is undefeated. It's hard to believe we don't mention Oklahoma that much being undefeated right now. And they've just not shocked a lot of people. They've not really been a good team. They've not been that dominant, but it's still very wide open. And if we are good with the NCAA talk, let's move to pro football. We have a couple great things to talk about. And we're going to start it off with the NFC West. We had a battle there, the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals, both undefeated, mind you, and the Cardinals won. I think that was a pretty surprising occurrence for many people that the Cardinals won. Maynard called it early. Yeah, yeah. I think Maynard's cheating to get back in the top. But uh, the Cardinals won, and that division is still very tough. The 49ers lost to the Seahawks. Seahawks very competitive. And when you look at that, Coach, what's your thoughts here? You know, what are your thoughts here of the Cardinals? Are they a real team? Is it a team to look at? I think they can win the division. I think the NFC West is arguably the toughest division in the league. But when you have – I mean, Kyler Murray's playing really well. And not only is he playing well, his whole offense is playing well. Um, I believe they, they lead the league in passing yards. They lead the league in points scored. And they're sixth in the league in rushing yards per game. So not, it ain't just him. His receivers are doing well. I mean, A.J. Green is coming out of the nursing home, making catches, racking okay. up 100 yards a game. Um, Chase Edmonds is playing well. James Conner's running the ball well. And then their defense is just not terrible. Uh, I mean, it's hard to stop people in the NFL, if you're being honest. And they're, you know, they're not the worst. I think they're maybe top 10 in the league on defense, points allowed. Cardinals are good. Give them some credit. And Kyler Murray's a freak athlete. I think the Cardinals, I mean, obviously it's not going to be easy. You got to go through Russell Westbrook and the Rams, but you're undefeated and you beat the Rams last week. I mean, give them credit. Shouts out. 
They're a good-looking team. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they beat up the Rams like they did. It wasn't close. It was a pretty good, strong game. I agree. I agree. I was shocked that happened, especially by that, how many. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got it, man. Somebody, yeah, somebody picked them. Good for you. But, uh, Maynard, <laughs> we'll, we'll go to you with this question here. Last night, Sunday night football, Patriots, Buccaneers. It was the return of Tom Brady to Foxborough since he left to go down to Tampa. And he won. It was a narrow victory there. But uh, what were your what did you like out of Mac Jones? He looked good. Uh, is it is it a promising start that's gonna you know materialize into something legitimate, or is this kind of just an early start that's gonna fizzle out by the end of it? I mean, Mac Jones is a good quarterback. We knew that coming in, but he still got the same problem there that that Tom Brady had. It's dink and dunk, and there's no shots down the field. Um, you know, at the end of Tom's career, he didn't have that deep threat, and Mac don't have it either. I mean, he. Max doing a good job of reading, you know, the deep passes there, just checking it down, checking it down, doing his job. But to me, that's the big difference in what Tom Brady's doing now is, is he's still on the deep ball. He's got plenty of receivers. He can do what he wants. The game last night was kind of sloppy. It was raining. It's kind of tough to watch. You could tell both quarterbacks was frustrated with that. But I think Mac Jones is going to have a pretty good career there in New England. He definitely surprised me enough. I think he convinced me enough that he's a good, good quarterback that's at least going to be around for a few years. I don't think he's in the same situation that you could look at for other quarterbacks right now, but he does look, look pretty good. And when you think about him and the way he did against the way he did against that defense, and that's a competitive defense with Tampa. And he, he didn't look too bad. He handled the pressure pretty well. He was sacked a few times, but he handled the pressure well enough to where he was, you know, competent in the pocket. So he did look pretty good. I was impressed. I definitely was impressed. I'm, I'm kind of shocked they didn't win because they, they look pretty good. The defense for New England looked pretty good throughout the night, so I was a little shocked there. But we'll go to our final question of the NFL talk, and we'll bring in our guest picker, Mr. Commissioner, Denver Broncos. That was tough yesterday to watch them lose. They were 3-0. and We kind of were alluding to that going into the game. They are 3-0 and against three teams that not had not won a game yet. They go. They get to play Baltimore. It's in Denver, and they get beat. So now, was that 3-0 loss, 3-0 start, a complete fluke by the Broncos, or are they a legitimate team? Mr. Commissioner, we will go to you first to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, it was a disappointing loss for sure. Uh, but being a fluke, I, I don't – I have to disagree because that defense, man, I mean, they're number two right now in rushing, uh, number three in passing. I mean, you, you're playing against a Ravens team. That's a Super Bowl caliber team. They come in, Broncos jump out, jump out early, man. But you know they just couldn't back it up, and uh, defense started giving up some big plays to Lamar. They had about seven injuries going in of starters. So when you're missing 30% of your starters, you know it's going to be tough to beat a good team like the Ravens. So uh, you know I, I still think the defense is going to be able to keep them in ball games. Bridgewater got knocked out with a concussion. So, you know, seeing how he might be able to respond, the offensive line's going to have to step up. But if they can just get, uh, take care of that quarterback, I think they can put up enough points to keep them in spot for a wild card position. Coach? If you watch the game, I believe it was the first drive. They threw a streak route or a go route to the tight end on their sideline, and it went right through his hands. Blair can help me out if, if I messed up who they threw it to. But they went right through his hands. And if he catches that pass, they go up seven to nothing. It could be a different game. And so it, it was a crappy way to start. Bridgewater getting knocked out definitely hurt him, I think. But I think the Broncos are not bad. I think they're a good team. 
How long is Bridgewater out for? Uh, he's still in protocol right now, so uh, probably about one week, and he'll be returning. I think they play the Steelers this week, and then they have a division match. That's a win. Yeah, that's an easy win. Oh, all right. Steelers are junk. Sitting at four and one, and then the then they play the Raiders, and they can grab that one. I mean, that'd be a huge win. Five and one, they're sitting right there at top of the division. All right. Well, I was gonna wrap it up, but hold on a second here. We're gonna we're gonna go back to those two comments there. I don't think that game is no longer an easy win for the if if Bridgewater is out. Are you kidding? You you guys still think that's an easy win if Bridgewater's not gonna play? Did you see did you see the Denver offense against Steelers last year without Drew Locke? That's gonna be like that Mississippi State Auburn game. It'll be a three two win. Steelers ain't gonna score. Broncos defense is too good, and Steelers offense sucks. Well, I'm not going to go against that. <laughs> so you, you can stop somebody. I can't somebody. argue with that point. That's a, that's the best point anybody's made all year. Somebody's going to get lucky. I, I think. Uh, well, we'll just end it there. It, it's embarrassing right now. It's embarrassing right now. Okay, there's no other way to describe it. It's just bad. Okay, this is just a bad start. That I think is going to just continue into a downward spiral. That was one of our questions, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, was talking about the Steelers, but I had Behringer erase it because I regretted putting it on there. So we moved on. But uh, we'll move on here. We're going to do our game picks. Mr. Commissioner, you're going up against two pretty good guest pickers already. Our first, Ryan Trammell, went six and two. It's a pretty strong start to becoming a, uh, our first guest picker. And then last week, Justin Foster. Yeah, he was too focused on that win he had in fantasy that was a complete <laughs> fluke. Now, that was a fluke. He went four and four in his game picks. So now you have the opportunity to either take hold the second spot, which just has to pick five games correctly, or you could move on up above, get ahead of Trammel, go undefeated. Who knows? Uh, none of us have done that yet. I even, even coach has it, and coach has an inside guy. Coach hasn't gone undefeated in a Maynard went seven. Oh, I think so. Maynard went seven and one. You didn't go undefeated. Did I? Well, I mean, if you want me to go undefeated, I will. I'm just trying to keep it close. Yeah, okay. But we'll start it off here. We'll start off with our college games. We have some very solid games. I mentioned it briefly. Red River, number six, Oklahoma, against number 21, Texas. It's not in Austin. It's not in Norman. It's in Dallas. So, Coach, we'll go to you first since you are our leader in the standings. Who do you like in there, Sooners or Longhorns? But right before week one, I really was high on Texas, and it was a tough loss against Arkansas. And we don't know if our don't know how good Arkansas is right now. But I really like Texas. I think Sark did a good job responding after that loss. I think they're going to come away with a win. Okay, Texas, Phil. Well, I hate to go against it later here, but I'm not sold on Texas. I'm really not. I got I got Oklahoma. Uh, in, in a close one, you know, Oklahoma likes to keep all their games close, but I got Oklahoma winning again in the close one. Mr. Commissioner? Yeah, I'm not sold on Texas either, uh, but I'm definitely not sold on Oklahoma, man. Uh, you know, I've just not been impressed with Radler too much. I mean, he makes some good plays, but he turns that ball over. I actually like seeing uh, Texas come away with the W in this. We're going to go two and two here. I'm going with Oklahoma. I'm not sold on Texas just yet. Radler – He's questionable. I like those points there, sir. Uh, he is just not the greatest quarterback yet. He's not looking like he was last year at any point. And so I got to go with Oklahoma. They look pretty good. They're, they're, they're competitive. They're not great, but they are competitive. And our second game to look at, number 13, Arkansas, trying to bounce back and 
coincidentally, they get to play at number 17 Ole Miss. So two teams coming off beatdowns against the top two teams in the SEC. They're both still very good. Phil, we'll start with you. Do you like the Razorbacks or are you going with the Rebels? Well, I, th- I think the Razorbacks are going to score this week. Go ahead and mark that one down. I think they'll get on the board this week. But I got Matt Corral, my guy. You know, I haven't, you say bouncing back. He was 72% last week. I got him somewhere around there this week, putting up some bigger numbers, not in, you know, killer time when the game's already over. But I got Ole Miss winning again. Mm-hmm. Coach? From a coaching standpoint, when you build up a game and you lose, especially bad, it's really hard to bounce back from that. I mean, it really is. It's hard to get guys to focus. It's hard to regen. I mean, it's hard. I'm not saying Arkansas can't do that, but I don't have faith in Arkansas. I think Ole Miss is going to be able to score points. I think Ole Miss wins this pretty easily. Mr. Commissioner? Yeah. Uh, so when I saw this game, I was like, which team's going to be able to rebound the best? I mean, like you said, that both of them's coming off of beatdowns last week. Uh, you know, with Kiffin, I looked. I was like, okay, well, where's this game being played at? I looked, saw it go into the Grove. So I was leaning towards Ole Miss, but man, I know Corral, a uh, solid quarterback, but I like that defense of Arkansas. I think they're going to be able to go in there and come away with that W. I mean, they're top 10, you know, just a week ago. I think they're going to be able to come in, show, have an impression showing, and uh, get that win. They look good against Georgia. <laughs> yeah, you know, they were a little weak on that, but hey, <laughs> Georgia and Bama, that's two totally different animals. <laughs> I like the point that coach made about building up, you know, building up a game. And then when you, if you lose that game, it's hard to bounce back from. He did that a lot to me as a player. He'd build us up and then we'd lose. We just didn't have the heart, didn't have the heart. And that was his fault. Most of the time it was his fault. But uh, I would just like to ask, what in game are you talking about? All of them. All all of them. Was you even on the team? No. Exactly. Glass eater, baby. Glass eater. Yeah. Cross that country. cross country team. Cross country. Is There's the one. Cross country. He build those damn meets up like we could conquer the world, and then we go out there, and it. I'd be walking after the first half mile. I, hey, speaking of that, I don't know if you remember, you threw up almost at mile three, and just started smiling and kept running again. It's true. If you remember that? And I powered. Yeah, I powered through. But Glass I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I, I'll just go with Ole Miss. That'll be my quick pick. I have to go with Corral. Ole Miss wins that one. Number two, Georgia at number 18, Auburn. A solid rivalry. We'll go to our resident Auburn fan for his pick. You come away narrowly. Your first win in over 20 years in Death Valley against LSU. Do you back it up with an upset? No. But let's get your pick. (laughs) Even no matter what I think, Chuck, this is okay. This is the difference of me and you, Chuck. No matter what I think about this game, I am a true Auburn fan. And I'm picking Auburn. I'm not like you taking picking against West Virginia, your team. You know, you did that the other week, and it really upset me that you went against your team, West Virginia. So you just remember every week, go ahead and mark it down. War Eagle, baby. I'm trying to win the pickums. I'm trying well, to win. Jobs, so I'll take you season. doing this, so then I'll jump ahead of you this week. That's fine. Coach. War Eagle, baby. Coach. I think Bo looked really good. But they're not beating Georgia. No. And that's all I got to say. There you go. Great call. Okay, Mr. Commissioner, because of his comments, Phil got kicked up above. <laughs> uh, well, I respect going with Auburn, man, and I'd love to be able to choose them. But uh, I just 
I think Bo might be able to make a couple of plays, but not enough. I mean, it's Georgia. Got to go with Georgia. Okay, quickly here, number 19, Wake Forest at Syracuse. I just had to put it in there. Demon Deacon's undefeated. Coach, you are a resident Orangeman. Do you like your guys' chances? I like them a lot. And I don't like them a lot because I'm a Syracuse fan. I like them a lot because Syracuse is not bad. They were in a terrible situation last year. You know, everybody knew Florida State was going to win. It was going to happen. It's a home game. They were just a bad situation. But Garrett Schrader and uh, Sean Tucker, they're good running backs. They control the ball. They're not going to get blown out because they control the tempo. Read option. Um, Sean Tucker's a good running back. Hughes is going to win. Okay. They don't lose in the dome. Rank game, they're not going to lose in the dome. Phil, quickly. Wake Forest. That's all I'm doing. Wake Forest. <laughs> Mr. Commissioner. The Deacons by two scores. Deacons by three touchdowns. Okay, the wrap-up college football. Number four, Penn State. This is why I'm in first three. place, by the way. Yeah, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Moving on. Number three, Penn State at number three, Iowa. Coach, your first place pick here, please. I've been on Penn State since June. They're really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good game. I got a Penn State in a close one, but I've seen firsthand when they played against Auburn. I'm a Penn State believer now. You know, Coach picked them way back when, but I got Penn State in a close one. Mr. Commissioner? Yep, I got Penn State as well. Um, I was always been an Achilles heel to Penn State. They're having to go in. Kinnick's tough place to play, but I think they're going in Saturday night coming away with a close one. I mean, probably less than 30 points scored in that matchup. Iowa's going to wave to the Children's Hospital. They're going to win it. I'm going with Iowa. <laughs> and I, I got to pick my one out of the bag. It came back to bite me last week picking Baylor, but I'll go with them. I'll go with Iowa this week. NFL games, we have three here. Quickly, fellas, Rams at Seahawks. Another NFC West battle. Coach, who are you rolling with? Seahawks are struggling right now. They've been up big at half the last two games and have somehow managed to blow it. I mean, I really like the Rams, but I don't think Russ loses three in a row. I don't I, – I, it, it's just something weird about it. I do that. The Rams is a better team. I'm going Seahawks. Phil? I'm with you. Seahawks, Russell Wilson, he's kind of, like you said, been down a little bit. I got him coming back, having a big week. Seahawks win. Mr. Commissioner? Yeah, I love Russell, but I just feel like the Rams too talented. Uh, they're not going to be losing back-to-back, so I'm going to Rams. I got to go with Seahawks. I think Lockett has a breakout game, wins me another fantasy game, so I'm going with Seattle. Packers at Bills, two, three, and one teams. Phil? Even though I don't want to pick them, I'm picking the Packers, I think. I think Aaron Rodgers is too good. Packers. Packers. Coach? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been looking like Tom Brady ever since that terrible loss week one. Aaron Jones has been playing beast mode to help him out. That's that's a big reason why Aaron Rodgers has been looking good. Randall um, Cobb came on this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure if Mixon's playing, but I don't think it matters. I think Packers wins. Mr. Commissioner? We all mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to, too. I mean, that's why I'm picking them, Green Bay. Packers all the way. No mixing at full health limits Cincinnati's offense. Bills, Chiefs, uh, battle of the ages. Coach. You going with the young buck, Allen, or you going with the other young buck, kind of, Patrick Mahomes? Uh, Chiefs defense sucks. Mm. And I think the Bills defense is the best in the league. Fewest points given up per game, fewest yards given up per game. I mean, they're not going to be able to stop Mahomes, but I think they can contain him a little bit. And the Bills offense is really good. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, it might be a two touchdown win for the Bills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Phil, I got the Chiefs. I mean, they're all that offense just too good. There's too many playmakers. I think Travis Kelsey kind of had a down week this past week. I think he comes back has a good week, and I got the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Mr. Commissioner. Chiefs may put up 40, but I think the Bills might put up 50. I'm going with the Bills. I like the Bills' defense too much. Already two shutouts this year. They should be 4-0. That first loss to Pittsburgh was just a shake-in-my-head loss for them, but I have to go with the Bills. That defense is a, a colossal, colossal unit, and the Chiefs don't even have a defense, and the running game is atrocious. So I got to go with the Bills. No running game. Why are you, you throw the ball? Air raid, baby. Bring it up a little bit. But that is it. That's another fantastic episode of the Mental Dimes podcast. We appreciate our third guest picker coming on. Hopefully, he can go 8-0. Coach, good luck to your Orangemen. They have a tough one against the Demon Deacons. Of course, Phil, your Tigers, God bless you. That'll be a good one Can to I watch. get a shout-out for getting my win this week in fantasy football? Oh, by the way, by the way, welcome to the winner's group. <laughs> Behringer got his first win. He's no longer winless. He was 0-3, ladies and gentlemen. He was almost as bad as the guy who picked the Tennessee Titans defense number one overall. And that guy has like 20 points, and he has, like I think, one person left to play, and it's Monday. So coach was just right down there at the cellar with that guy, but he is he's on his way up. First of all, it was not that bad. I'm not nowhere near him. Still 0-3. Of all, I would like to say that I beat Phil this week. Thank, Thank you for my jersey. I've got it picked out. Hey, I'm going to show you that get to me. Send that to me. I'll, I'll get that bought. <laughs> that was a little – yeah, We had. if you guys didn't notice, we had some tension in the podcast today. I mean, I don't know but, why they're sitting – they chose the seats. I don't know why the hell they sat next to each other because they were – it was, yeah, we wanted to throw some elbows here. But uh, that is it for our episode, another great Mental Dimes podcast. We will see you all next time.